Hi everybody, and welcome to our review of Chris Calico's album "Kicking and Screaming," brought to you by the Patreon request from Ismail Gadamzi. So thanks, <laughs> Ismail. Today we'll be going through the first half of Chris Calico's album "Kicking and Screaming," track by track, giving our thoughts and opinions on every single song. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. This is the Classic Quest Podcast, the smooth, silky show <laughs> where we go through classic hip-hop albums, track okay. by track, giving this our thoughts like late and night, uh, on every single radio show. So, I don't know. I was trying it up. It's all right. Well, the artist we're talking about today is Mad Versatile, so I figured I would try something out to showcase my versatility up inside of this little review over here. Okay. Um, so I'm a goofy character. <laughs> Your lady friend Bonnie's a little classier. And we wow. will be here today to talk about Chris Calico, this rap actor who delivered a great album and it was quite dapper. Anyway, um, so I'm in one of those modes and we care a lot about your comments because the truth of the matter is um, most of y'all coming through who listened to this album for the last seven years or so have a much deeper appreciation for it than, say, myself. So. I look forward to seeing what y'all want to say in response to the various commentary we choose to offer throughout this little journey we'll take together. Yeah. And we care a lot about the comments, and so we like to read our favorite comment from last week's video, where we talked about what album, Bunny? Uh, Brand Nubians, One for All. It was the second part, and we were super a little bit late, but we're getting back on track. <laughs> but still, Mr. Jonathan Barnes linked us this awesome article from the the source talking about you know the same album brand nubian dropping it uh 29 years before and how it was one of the first albums to get a five mics by the source which is pretty cool because five mics being a classic we're the classic quest there's all sorts of links going on here but i just love the knowledge sharing or the desire to share like that and to me it's a really cool thing it's the kind of community i would like to be affiliated with so thank you mr barnes for your for sharing that with us because without people like y'all we'd be a lot more ignorant than we are today on that note we'll get into it real quick so special thanks in advance to the patrons yep. Milka Gadamsey, chris prado jonathan barnes dj black hurricane lindo williams coney sparks and scribble the mm. newcomer so uh yeah thank y'all there while you're watching say that and then we get into the show yep. Bonnie, why don't we plug that keyword one more time for the folks who are we talking about today well um we are doing chris calico's kicking and screaming album which came out may 15th 2012 which which is part of this decade because we're thinking a little it bit is part of this decade about albums that came out this decade for a list and um so i started going through the albums that came out this decade and i guess my criteria little tangent point was i had to have listened to the whole album and it had to be significant and i had to kind of like it and gosh darn it i have only found 23 albums and i'm in 2016 <laughs> and it made me realize how little i listened to music before this channel in terms of like yeah, actual i'm sure albums that i have even less than that however <clears throat> mr tech nine chris calico's friend uh and label mate was did make that list because uh while i never did get around to listening to chris calico's album a little little tangent on this tangent this is the part of the show where we break down our familiarity with the artist because if we're going to talk about your favorite person you should know where we're at in our relative fandoms and it's only fair to you we realized that by doing this little thing at the beginning you can know that 
I've never listened to a Chris Calico project in full before this, but yeah, me neither. I did come into this with a high level of respect for Chris Calico as a musician. However, ever I did review Immortal with my boy Chris Chrome just very recently when it dropped the four-track EP. While I really liked the versatility, it really wasn't my favorite project, but it was all right. It kind of like came and went. It was a good promotional tool, I suppose, to reannounce after they did their little sign the contract on stage thing. Okay. So it was a little promotional stunt where I don't know if it was authentic or a PR stunt. I would love to hear your opinion on it, people watching this. But after a big hiatus, Chris Calico had been like offered a deal uh, to renew his contract with Strange Music and keep things going with tech. And then he, he didn't want to sign it for a while. I mean, he got on stage, gave a speech and signed that shit. And then not long thereafter, okay. Tech 9 and Chris Calico drop out little EPs on the same day. Anyway, hmm. and at the same time, Ismail said, I want you to review Chris Calico's Kicking and Screaming. And I'm like, look at all of that syncing up like that. Right? Interesting. That's cool. But what's cool about um, it for this is this is like during the era when this dropped that I actually got into strange music. So I was a lot younger. <clears throat> I was still, I guess, actively seeking music at that point for inspiration. And I discovered Tech 9 And honestly, it was the song Dysfunctional with Chris Calico and I think his big scoob. Either way. Just thought that song really hit me, and Chris Calico's third verse is really nice. The way he fucking sing raps and everything it was really great. And then if you listen to Tech Nine, you just can't avoid Chris Calico. He's just there. He's just like the side guy, not to be in a disrespectful way. He's like the number two as far like the tech nine hype man you know okay. like, like that's just how i saw him even if he wasn't number two as strange on sales or whatever i don't really know um i'm saying it more like you would he would just kind of be like you know like eminem and then i don't know proof or whoever was the hype man that's just kind of how i pictured the situation when i understood it hmm. and he would just be there in music videos and they like have this like these guys are homies like in the way that you like homies, you know? Cool. So I like, like that. Um, I, I just never got around to listening to albums because somehow over the years, like 2010 to 2016, when I started reviewing albums, I managed to clock a total of 25 albums like that <laughs> whole freaking time, you know? Yeah. So I just wasn't doing my due diligence back then. And I feel like I would have just like spoilers. I would have really loved this had I encountered it when I was a lot younger and had I discovered more stuff like this, I would have been less of a hater in my musicking when I was a younger person. Anyway, so yeah, I'm kind of happy with this project in advance and I was kind of excited to check it out because it's right in the middle of like the heyday of when I discovered strange music. Anyway, how do you, how do you, what do you know about Chris Calico? Nothing. What do you know about strange music? Nothing. Do you know who Tech 9 is? No. I think you know who Tech. I don't. I mean, I, I've, I've, I think I've come across him before, but I've never listened to one of his albums. Um, I would like to. We've, you know, I've mentioned it. I think that um, we will at some point. All right. Um, but yeah, we just haven't yet. So. Which Tech Nine album do you think we should we should cover, people, in in the comments coming to this? Because 
Tech Nine is pretty pretty dope. For somebody that's never listened to it, where like, should we start? Especially in the era when this came out, I don't know. Maybe I'm just biased because it's during my inception. Like the Ebot EP is one of I just like it a lot. It was it was one of my favorite things that came out around that time. Yeah. I digress. The cover of Kicking and Screaming. I love the title by the way. Just kicking. It just has that frustration. And I can think back to like when i discovered this this overall sound and my level of frustration in life mm -hmm. and sometimes it just feels like you're kicking and screaming at the air just hoping it's all gonna work but like you can't get your message out etc i don't know it's just it's also it's vague in a way where you can relate to it but also understand exactly what he means so i think it's a cool title that really gets you up that like if you wanna if you wanna go break dishes or other such frustration relieving I don't actually do that, but it looks really fun on the movies when, <laughs> when they the do Greeks it. do it. <clears throat> anyway. So I like the title. The cover's alright. It looks like he's got like water, like he's in the water. Mm hmm And it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean it kind of looks a little bit cartoony. Like there's something about it, like a modern cartoony thing. But it's him, like, mixed in. Maybe it's the way the water falls or, like, the way th that it works. But it kind of looks, like, his shirt kind of looks cartoony. Like, parts of it do. Um, and then there's, like, these kind of weird symbols. Like, I'm not really sure, like, what they're supposed to mean. There's, like, three X's and then a plus. Um, and then, like, a spider or something. Like, I don't really know, like, how this all ties into everything. But I think it's cool. Um, his face is, like, kind of covered. You can really only, like, see, like, one eye and, like his lips um and that's 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 what it is yeah i'm all right with with that i think we can get into the album there's a bunch to talk about of course mm -hmm. so why don't we start with the intro in parentheses skit okay let's do it strange gosh i mean look it is such effective branding it is it is everything you're supposed to do i fucking hate it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, it's every album. I mean, at least they don't start their albums like that anymore. But every album it ends with that watermark, the exact same watermark, hmm. and it's really good. Like I'm giving props here to Strange Music for the effective branding technique they did. On the other hand, it's just there. It's like a beat maker tag, but for the label, and it's on every album, you know? And right. It's like when Maybach music for, like, fucking Rick <laughs> Ross or other fuck... Anyway, it's fine. It's good business practice, and I'm not trying to be a shit on that, because otherwise, I kind of really like the intro for what it does. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, like, a wrestling event. I literally wrote that down. I said intro is, like, a, at a wrestling show or something. Ladies and gentlemen... Are you ready like for the that most sort of like electrifying man in music? The genius in himself, mm -hmm. Big Grace Calico! Yep. And um, it's just hype. And then The Rock <laughs> was, I think, I think it was The Rock who's the most electrifying man in the world or wrestling or whatever. So, mm -hmm. and then what I like about it is I could see them starting sets like that like right as he's about to actually start his concert set when he comes on stage something like that playing and then he just comes rushing out for the first track and it just starts pumping up and i definitely think that this album is trying to give off the impression of being a more active and live experience and that's something i think it really delivers on it is hard i think to sit still and listen to this project like it's meant to 
That's fair. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can totally play it on the buzz or whatever. But like, there's a part of me that on many of these tracks feels like you're meant to vibe to it. But it also does some weird, weird shit with that. Mm -hmm. Just as a preface. So I was excited with how this intro comes in. But y'all know me. If that intro really does nothing, hard to give it a good grade. Yes, it did that thing where it hypes you up. But it was real short. I give it a four. It's I. Yeah, I mean, it's 20 seconds long. Um, so, I mean, what's interesting is that, you know, when I first listened to it, having never listened to, like, anything by Strange Music before, I just thought they were going to say, like, this is going to be Strange Music, that this was going to be, and that was that. And then I was like, oh, it's the label. <laughs> so it was like a secondary thought for me. But So I just thought it was just, like... Like him saying, like, this is going to be a strange music that we're going to listen to. Um, which is... It is which it is. Hold on. And sort of applies together. Can I we double down on the idea that it's effective branding? Because that's exactly why the label is that. Like, in a sense, they're trying very hard to not be mainstream boring music. Yeah. And at that's least, cool. At least in 2000 in this era. Anyway. Okay. Sure. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it, I thought it was a good intro. Um, I guess a 4.4 on 5. All right, so the next track starts us off with with stuff to talk about, and that makes me excited. Okay. Because the truth is, sometimes it just feels like I'm dancing with myself. So this this introductory part was not on Genius, so I wrote down the intro part, but I got freaking lazy, and I didn't write down the outro part that follows up. But it's like his parents talking to us, and it's like the mom's like, now, Christopher, don't you go forcing everyone to listen to your crazy music. And young Chris is like, aww. And then the dad's like, she's right, son. Don't you go forcing everyone to listen to your crazy music. And... Oh, I just triggered memories. Not even gonna lie. Like, my dad did not want me to be a vocalist. He's probably never gonna hear this podcast, so be cool. But like, <laughs> he was so, so. Watch this be the one he fucking checks out. Like, he was so against me like singing because I sounded like trash. <laughs> I get it. Those who know me when I'm in my singing practicing moments will say that. It's not always the best. Maybe 10% of the time I can make it sound good. Yeah. But that's way up from the 0% when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. Practice. But, um, <laughs> and then you can just kind of hear young Chris being like, come on. And I'm just like, man, that's relatable. Being like a young person, feeling a lot of things. Your parents are like, nope, you can't share it with the world. And then now, now listen to your father. Ha, 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 ha. And then, oh, golly, geez, guys, I just want to sing. And I just loved it in that moment. I was like, we are in for a treat. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm yeah. not going to love every song. I like a lot of them. Most of them. I think all of them I like. But gosh, what an introduction. Like, I kind of I kind of would have been okay with the album just starting like that, you know? Yeah. And anyway, how do you feel about this one before I talk for a whole bunch? Um, well, I mean, I just, you know, it starts off with that uh, sort of like intro. So, you know, his parents trying to teach him that not everybody will like his crazy music um, and not to force everybody to listen to it. And so it's just sort of like... Like, he's basically told that what he likes is different from what everybody else likes right away as a child. So, like, that's sort of like a weird message to, to get. Like, you should just allow your kids to like different things. Um, so, yeah. 
Uh, but anyways, uh, so he's still making music, even though, you know, people hate on him and whatever. Um, and he obviously has to, like, overcome obstacles like this. And, you know, people just being like, you can't force your music on other people. Like, I mean, which is fair. But, like, allow, you know, allow them, him to still make music and be weird. Um... And he's sort of just saying, like, nobody really hears or, like, listens to his message in the music. Um, and I think that that's sort of interesting. Like, they more just kind of, like, gloss over it or they don't take him seriously. Um, and it's pretty cool sounding and it kind of sounds a little bit uh, horrorcore, like, mixed into it. And I kind of like that sort of heavy feeling that it kind of gives um i like the the dancing with myself part which i feel like for me uh, i'm just gonna say it was it's robin's song uh that was played but i'm pretty sure it's the billy idol version but um either way i like robin's version better and <laughs> it's eerie and it's kind of like industrial and like just sort of has like a that really interesting sort of vibe to it. I think it's cool. Um, and then at the end, uh, he's not allowed to dance with himself and he gets uh, sent to bed with no supper. So, um, which is again, a weird thing. Like he's being punished for being himself and just dancing alone and, you know, being a goofball and whatever. And so he's kind of punished for being, that weird sort of kid um and that's not necessarily the best thing to do but um it's weird and which is exactly kind of like what we were like warned about like kind of going going into this it's sort of not warned about but kind of you know introduced to it's going to be weird it's going to be uh crazy and whatever so it's interesting and it definitely feels um, very different, like you were saying, from mainstream rap, and so it does a great job. It is definitely strange music. I gave this um, a 4.3 on 5. So, what I really like is, I guess, the sincerity to this, but the difference between Chris Calico here and now, and I guess strange music in 2012, is they're coming like into fruition, mm. and now Tech Nine's been Forbes list year over year over year over year. And that, I believe, has changed a couple of things about, like, the tone and the hunger. Okay. There is a hunger in Chris Calico's verses and this entire album that I did not hear necessarily on the EP we just reviewed is kind of where I'm coming from. And I really hope the people watching this don't think I'm a hater for saying that. It's just something I've felt lately, like, with the newer Tech 9 music, like... Like, it just doesn't make sense with the amount of success they currently have. But when you jump back to here and they're just still trying to fight, like, you gotta, you gotta look at the landscape of music when guys like T-Pain were still cool, you know? And that auto-tune crap was yeah. just, like, everywhere. And look, what currently is happening with auto-tune, I like. But the crap at the beginning of auto-tune was really bad, in my opinion. In my opinion. And so kind of looking at the landscape of party vapid nothing music owning everything this industry this entire everything is kind of favoring this and then you have little chris calico coming in like feeling like i want someone to tangle with me the whole wide world don't know me so my label my whole label looking at me knowing i'm the genius and even just the way he sings that and whatnot yeah. just kind of showing it in like this vulnerability like I don't get it. Everyone knows I'm a shit. Everyone sees this talent, but it's like nobody nobody cares. And anybody that did lend an ear says I'm the genius. And here's the thing. Back then, 
you probably could not have gotten me to bother to listen to Chris Calico's album because he just was like Tech Nine's guy and I was one of those idiots that just didn't want to try very hard to care about music. <clears throat> but now that I'm listening to him, I kind of hear it. I get it. I mean, genius, I'm not a thousand percent sure what he means exactly, but I think he's an extremely talented musician person and just the, 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 the way he sees music is is interesting in yeah. a way where it's like he takes the time to craft an experience and that's something i can really appreciate um just so i made it clear come boxing me unboxable top the untoppable impossible for more popular we may be more profitable b-e-a-t obstacles see me pay me gotta get the dough and i appreciate the fact that he understands the value of what he does this is the grind to make money um they're not popular but what they are going to do is make cash flow on that independent circuit and they've yeah. absolutely done that but by taking on the journey and the choices they've made they've kind of outcasted themselves so a lot of people don't get what they do a lot of people like don't the, understand it but like that's kind of like the whole thing is like they are for those outcasts but i think like looking at it in 2019 people are a lot more into this kind of weird shit so like this music would have dropped in 2019 a lot more acceptedly in the mainstream than it did back then, right? Okay. Like, cause it's a, there's a lot changed in the last seven-ish years, you know. Um, so I think it's really cool. Plus, I just I love the way he does the chorus. If they don't understand my music, no one else's. It's just this weird voice he uses. Mm -hmm. It's so goofy. It's almost like for a half second you're going, did he feature someone? No, he's just that talented. He's just got that level of versatility. Yeah. And then I'm dancing with myself, dancing with myself. And honestly, I can relate to that so much. Here's the thing. I decided to write a rap album about being a corporate office worker in his 30s. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to listen to that. It's something <laughs> I found out after writing that album. Like, it is not a pitch that entices any. Oh, so your album's going to make me think about work? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I guess that isn't the intended effect. But, like, it's cool because I'll just bump it myself and dance to myself. Nobody else wants to hear it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm a little hard to swallow because what they do, I do not follow. I'm dancing with myself, dancing with myself. Now, just as a person, I feel like so many decisions I've made are like that. Like, look at this podcast length. In a sense, we're just dancing with ourselves. Still, I have yet to find a channel that has copied us. Maybe because we're not killing it, so nobody thinks it's a good idea. <laughs> or nobody else just decided to go this deep with it. And if you guys do know of a channel like that, I would love to see it. Yeah, but let us not, know. They're not ranking, so I don't see them. Or they're not ranking in a Canadian Montreal perspective of YouTube. Anyway, the second verse is still pretty good, you know. How you make it when you're fat, black, and you rap whack to the naked. And I'm like, fuck, man, he's right. I mean, I'm white. But I'll admit I'm kind of fat. <laughs> um, and I do rap a little whack to the naked ears and I'm like, shit, this is really relatable to me individually as a human that pursues the life goals that I pursue. Um, and I never even should have made it here. When you are a freak of nature, they hate you. Uh, I wasn't sure where to bring it up, but it's as good as time as any. He, Chris Calico suffers from, uh, vitiligo. I don't know how to say that. Vitiligo. That one, uh, <laughs> which is the skin condition -y thing and whatnot. And I guess his life has definitely has that extra burden and, and, and like challenge and just well, overcomes it's, it. It's all. very, it's very visual. So it's, um, it's you know the first thing a lot of people probably notice about him. 
Um, it stands out as, you know, something that's different about him right but, away. And but what he's also driving home the point is the vanity of the world, yeah. which is a real thing. Like, Absolutely. I am currently on this active quest to lose weight mm-hmm. because I sincerely believe I'll have an easier time achieving some of my more, like, entertainment-related goals if I can drop, like, 70 pounds yeah. and be a little more buff-looking. And it sounds kind of ridiculous to say to, like, a lot of people, especially people that are into meritocracies and stuff, but it's just bigger than that. It's something like the discipline to lose the weight shows that you're really that kind of guy and blah, blah, blah. High five to working out. It's awful, but (laughs) since I bought my elliptical (laughs) just over a month ago, I've used it every day but two days, and both those days were related to this channel, and that's why we didn't do it, but... Anyway, I'm trying. It's like the priority is health and shit. I digress, but I get what his feelings is coming from. And he he probably, like, it it probably is something that, like, label executives would have said, yeah, but look at his eyes, bruv. And it's just sad. Anyway. Uh, these ranger labels will slave you, but Travanina saw a chance to stack the green up tech's hitting first and Cali's bat and cleanup. And I like the fact that he shouts out tech and them for like, I think Trav is the business partner at Strange. And he like shouts them out and kind of puts it down that like tech's going to win and then Cali's coming through and his time's going to shine now, you know? So tech's dropped the album and now it's his opportunity. Uh, you are something else. A record deal that was Summer Yacht sit on the shelf and was sipping something soapy next to sexual cause my wealth. I really like the alliteration he does. It's something that's always attracted me to the general strange music flow is the quick alliteration. It is, I'm a sucker for it. <laughs> Plus, I like it how he's kind of relating that along with the wealth. He is absolutely going to have some soapy sexual escapades, which is definitely something that's going to come. Yep. Um, especially with uh, Tech Nine's tour bus. Is, uh, you, do, you know, if you go back to those days, you're not supposed to tweet this. It, he has a whole song about if he catches you on your phone while you're uh, partying with him. Bad news fucking bears for you. Um, But it made me really get inspired to, if I ever end up in partying situations, to have fucking NDAs ready to go and nobody brings the fucking phone in and nobody's going to catch me on camera. You know what? It's not even for any reason that you think. What if I just felt like smoking a cigarette? Right? And I know it sounds like whatever, but to me, I don't want footage of me smoking a cigarette floating around the internet one day. Okay. Just because I don't want it out there. There is literally to this day only one picture of me ever in history holding a cigarette publicly in the internet. Just one. And I'd like to not make it two. That's all I'm trying to say. (laughs) I've been so good at it. And I can't say that if I end up in a partying situation, somebody doesn't hand me a rig, I might I might light one up, is all I'm saying. It's not a healthy thing to do. But, you know, sometimes, like, the right famous person wants to smoke a cigarette, <laughs> like, fuck that shit. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But that's that's kind of the, the, the way my paranoia would go. And then, I don't know, we'll see what happens in the night. Um, depends what Bonnie feels like. <laughs> anyway, oh my god, oh my goodness, this business is so recoculous. I really like how he says that. Instead of dick, he says cock. Mm-hmm. And makes it kind of work with the oh my god rhyme. And now it's just fun because it's clever and it's fun. The whole industry watching us, we don't fit it in. If you listen close and dose it in because we're supposed to be the poster boys, the total time of me in this economy. I don't want to diffuse this for cooping. If you're snooping through the sound scan, think I'm flopping. Stupid, you sound man. But I marched to the beat of my own drum and I couldn't only make it so dumb. So I'm dancing by my lonesome. 
And I, again, like, I like the fact that when faced, it's almost like faced against like conforming to the kind of BS music that the industry wants people to make. Mm-hmm. This like double, and I'll, I'll give them credit while they, even to this day, I don't feel like strange music for any criticisms and annoyances I've made about these guys on this channel. In case y'all have seen some of those, I don't feel like they have ever tried to be like shit role models for the sake of cash flow. And that is something that you can say fairly about the people that, you know, are like different. They seem to be honest with emotions to the degree of trying to be good role models ish with that, like understanding that maybe it's not for the kids per se, but you listen to this and it's a guy putting his heart and soul into rhymes to express his feelings of not fitting in but simultaneously his desire to pursue to the end goal anyway because that's the right thing for him only to get grounded and sent to bed with no dinner um so i really really dig the track from a conceptual level i think the 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 music video is all right but i give it a 4.25 mostly because I don't know that I would want to go out of my way to listen to it often. Yeah. In the context of the album, I really like it. But there are some really good songs on this project. Like, top, like, I would put that on my playlist songs, which we'll get to real soon as an example. And this, by comparison, is less good in terms of, like, just my feelings and subjective taste. Okay. You ready to move on? I am. I'm ready to go to Cali, baby. Um, this is one of the best songs i've heard in a while like i'm saying i heard a lot of really really good songs this song is phenomenal <laughs> like holy shit i was on a, I was just was were you expecting this one nope can we give seven the producer i think he did all of them seven is one of my favorite producers because he's so all over the place with his skill and his ability to make these crazy diverse soundings but like we're just in a whole other ballpark and universe on this track right now, and I freaking like it. But what do you think about this song? Um, yeah, I definitely really like this one a lot, too. Um, the intro on this one is, is like, super amazing. Um, and it's basically, like, a, a throwback to, like, the 50s or 60s. And it definitely reminds me of... Um, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. So if anybody knows them or Frankie Valley, um, you know what I'm talking about, um, which is pretty epic. I mean, they're epic. Um, and it, it definitely reminded me of their song, particularly Sherry Baby, um, which is Sherry, Sherry Baby. So it's kind of like that. That was terrible. Um, I'm no singer, but... Um, and it also kind of has like the Beach Boys like kind of vibe to it a little bit as well. Um, I think because of like the Cali, so I'm thinking like more like California, but it's obviously Cali Co. Um, so I think that that's kind of cool. And um, it's basically about how good he is. And really, this is like such a fun song. And I feel like this is like no other song I've ever heard doing the classic quest. I think that this is like super unique. Um, it's very cool. And um, I, go listen to it. Um, so so um, it ends with um, I will not stop rapping over and over and over again. So we're going to keep getting, um, you know, rap from him. And I think that that's pretty cool that he's, you know, still enforcing that. So I gave this a, a 4.8 on 5. I get this a straight up five. 
This song yeah. is phenomenal to listen to because it achieves that thing where you can put it on and ignore Chris and just dance around your kitchen because yep. how the hell do you stand still listening to this? You might be on the bus, but now you're on the bus like this. If you can't <laughs> see me and you're on the audio format, so I'm wiggling. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, it's just so upbeat. And yep. if you look at it, like he just got grounded in the last track. And I think to a degree there's meant to be a, a succession to the flows with these deliberate little skits they put especially since <clears throat> there's some connections to the juggalos all up on this album mm. but uh in response to the idea of dancing with himself and everything and he's gonna do that dance to the beat of his own drum it's like and he gets grounded for it so fine he sits there in his room and he cooks up the weirdest awesomest shit ever like it it just has this old timey like almost live instrument feel to it and everything's so upbeat and then he just comes in with the fast rapping and this cool crazy just vibe to it like the whole world wasn't at a snake in the bat now we the best never taking it back one of the, the reason people know that we're breathing once we seize them we know that they never leave it and it's not like what he's saying is necessarily like next level substantial per se it's just this fun airy braggadocious whatnot but the way he wraps it over this beat is just sheer perfection it's it's so much more about the delivery the fun tone of his voice mm -hmm. the way he just kind of like just stands stands defiantly like they used to make fun of him now they want to be him anybody say they're better than cali don't believe him and then I question when he says shit like that. What if Tech Nine says he's better than you, dog? Ooh. Then what happens? But I'm not supposed to nitpick as much like that. Some people have, have told me I'm a little too much. That's fine. That's why y'all are here. Uh, they cold and they sneeze in and I be the reason. <laughs> That's funny, right? Because he's so like fire with it that they get cold and then it makes them sick because they catch a cold and he's the reason because yep. he's so fucking fire with his shit because he's so sick uh they took the long way but made my way not old and gray before i'm making a payday and i respect that i already have gray hairs coming in and i haven't mm -hmm. really made a payday so kudos my man got lots to say now that i'm still in my heyday and yeah that's fair that is some heyday era strange music <laughs> hip-hop will get washed away if i don't stay you had me until that line but we'll give you a pass because this song is fantastic <laughs> i'm not i'm not certain that that's true though chris calico um and then some women is like if you ever heard of tekka nina then you heard of him which i'm like that's a weird brag after saying that nobody's better than you anyway if you listen you can hear him screaming because he murders them and i like that like hype up shit I, I really do and then the chorus comes through and you're back to dancing and spinning your girl around the room and doing loop-de-loops and her dress is all flowy and stuff and yeah it's that kind of music and then your next verse kicks in now ladies can i pick up one can i pick up one whichever i want we'll have some fun yeah me and you run always been the little lady's favorite call me cali cali i'm like damn i could not care less about this verse but it still sounds great over this ver over this beat and i'll be honest i really think this song got chris calico laid in and of itself like this is a panty dropper <laughs> in like a weirder way like you think r kelly but this is gonna get get a certain kind of girl wanting to get up and do some swing dancing and get herself all up and you know what i'm saying like i feel like i can see like girls in like bikinis doing like the twist to this or something like i see way, it more like that it's just fun and you know what fun does 
gets gets people excited to get on your dick. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm, in terms of music, serious does not have that effect the way fun does okay, as yeah. I've come to understand with life so I really appreciate it and then getting to that like outro where in this really fun situation almost in defiance to his parents which could be viewed as like a metaphor to the industry and the superiors he's just like I will not stop rapping I'll keep at it yep. grinds on this track is honestly amazing like it is a true yep. gem for me finding in his channel in terms of memorability and stuff um i digress moving along we can discuss how they kill shit yeah this shit is what i like to call middle class white kid crack yeah because you can't it's just fast raps over hard hitting beats mm -hmm, mm -hmm. gosh there's a time where if it didn't sound like this i would have said it was trash <laughs> it was just like that yeah fast rap this it's nice yeah and then it starts off and you hear that voice tech tech voice and you just know this is going to be like one of those tracks mm -hmm. how do you feel about finally hearing a tech nine chris calico team up song yeah. because you said you never and heard isn't one a twisted i think is on this one too oh, I, I forgot about twisted pretty sure yeah um yeah so we got the whole crew it's fun um this one is definitely like you were saying like harder and it feels like more like modern i guess like, like a different sort of rap than you know you know when we think of like classic rap like this is something totally different from like what i think of as classic rap this is chopping yeah and um he kind of reminds me of like killer mike and like that kind of influence and then like 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 some of his songs he sounds different so like sometimes it's like killer mike and then sometimes i find him a little bit like busta rhymes or like lil wayne like i feel like he's kind of got like a lot of different um influences that he kind of plays up on different songs um but this one definitely has some super sick rapping on it it's very fast it's very stuttered and it's like super cool like the way like the flow is um like the, just like that like that overall like beat and like the yeah 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 like that kind of stuff like it's just so creepy and weird and unique and i just love it uh this one is basically just like great rhymes sick fast beat and it's just a cool song so um oh and i loved it when um he like drops the beat and then like waits like waits like you know a few seconds and then like you think you're like is it over like what happened and then he like brings it back so i like that i think it's cool so yeah i really like this song i think it's great i think it's well done um i gave this a five on five <laughs> maybe i'm a white middle class boy no, it's, it's, it's funny right <laughs> because it's like the first time you it's like your first time hearing one of these right yeah. like honestly yeah. that's amazing because like i've heard i've heard a few of these i mean i don't know if this will have like longevity but i think it's a really cool song i think so in, in, a lot of us i feel like a lot <laughs> of us really like them and then at least i'm speaking for me and just anecdotally people i've spoken to so if this doesn't apply maybe to you, this is something you, you grow out of it's the kind of thing where once you understand the tricks and you kind of start noticing everyone using the same filler syllable words it's a little less impressive okay and once you can learn the verse and spit it yourself you're like okay and then it changes that's all i'm saying um no i can't do these verses because i didn't memorize them but 
I can go at that speed if I wanted to take the time to do so. There's a couple of videos of me doing a Tech 9 song and a Rap God, and you know, I'm just saying. Um, but once you understand the tricks to it, you're like, so like, you know, we claim we insane seeing strange do the same thing. I can tell you, ain't that aim sound? Oh my gosh, there's so much that rhymes with it that you can compound in the syllables. So the idea is to pack as much shit as it in and then chop up the flow as you're doing it. Okay, makes sense. So like, it's really amazing to listen to. Like it's it's verbal gymnastics as far as it is. That's a cool but description. What I would argue is that very few can pull it off and not sound kind of copying strange music with it, in my opinion. Because um, it's different than like what the Bone Thugs and stuff are doing. They were going at it in a more smoother kind of way. Kind of like how Twista is really smooth with it by okay. contrast to what Chris Calico and Tech Nine are doing. Anyway, so... It, Chris Calgar just spits it off like uh, during the main vein on the mainstream they play in James telling them wake it off tell them to knock it off tell them to pencil in to pick them off coming up the middle reason we done took so long give him just a little what they do 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 it, do it, whatever he skips to, to my song I'll make you do a song sick it to your song fluids keep moving in the middle with pillars they're chewing on and basically they're doper they're fresher they're more amazing mostly because they have a distinction and when they come out the middle they also are talking about the Midwest so it's doubling down on where they're from, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, other rappers ain't compatible. They'd be fallible if you want to challenge me, battle me, better saddle up. I whoop them out of love, seal they bear piddle, they paddle and tittle and tattle them and rattle them till they had enough. I really like it. It's just hitting me with syllables and alliterations and speed and energy. Yep. And he literally can P-E-E on MCs. And he rides the beat when he says that. that da, da, da. And I really enjoy it. I really think it's fun. I like how um, he can they can skip it. Something I'm not particularly good at in terms of replicating these dudes is is skipping syllables. Like when you go ch 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 choppers or whatever, or c c c c continue to put them in a blender when I spit it on. You know, it's fun though. It's really really fun. Anyway, I like Chris's verse. It gets me hyped up. I like the chorus. It's all right. You already know the outcome. How about turning up the volume and watch me kill shit? Yep. And it's cool because. Like, when they are killing shit like this, again, there's this thirst and this hunger. Like, they're fighting against the mainstream and being overly ill. But, like, at this point, it's not, like, cheap shots or whatever. When you really think about the musical landscape back then, I feel like it just comes off kind of fresh. And I don't know. Again, there's that hunger to it. And then Twista comes in. And Twista's got, like, one flow, in my opinion. And he goes, Twister, they call me Mr. Malevolent with the status so that I'm another pistol that said they can kind of cook to cut the throat and no control to be nicking in every syllable that's strong enough to fill up an elephant. I, I can sit that you were soft as a moccasin. I can send people that you would. Anyway, I'm not like giving it full justice, but that hug it, hug it, it's just every song. It's just, that's Twister's flow. And I like it. One of the earliest songs that blew my mind is Let's Go by Trick Daddy versus Twista. Mm -hmm. And so I memorized that shit as a teenager. And I really like fast rap. And I'm not even hating. And honestly, I think Twista just does that constant, solid one flow where he kind of adjusts his speed a little bit and then kind of just flows it. It's nice, man. It's really enjoyable to listen to. Like, I'm general militia and you be feeling every person through everybody can spit it, but, but still very packed so much artillery or red like a military. There ain't no telling how many bodies we're about to kill and bury. I'm like, I gotta give him credit in the fact that, like, no matter what's going on in his verse, man, he's able to, to like, re-rhyme it all. Like, artillery, yeah. military, kill and bury. 
Like, that's cool. That's multi-syllabic shit. Like, give me the block. Then I'm a ball. Because I'm tipping. Spending money when I'm in a mall. I try to be different. Different kind of clothes. Other kind of shoes. When the hoes see the swag. They be asking if they can come and kick it. And that's cool because shoes. So hoes are going to come and kick it. And so he's actually making a little bit. A little consistent with it. Overall, they're dope. They do what they got to do. He's killing it. Twista. And I'm like, all right. And then Tech Nine comes in. And... I really like how he starts it. Hey, yeah, 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 Yates. And I'm like, oh, Aaron, Aaron Yates, you clever little bastard, you. <laughs> um, you don't know how you don't know how to handle. Uh, you don't know the handle. Then you know you would day late. Death and destruction is they fake. when I get up on a track, it'll be like, wait, sick of my, And then he goes like, fucking quick. It takes time to memorize a tech flow is what I'm trying to say. But sick of the lip and get a flip and you be the victim and I'm going to pick him off, fix him with a with quick and I'm knock the vision off of people. No giving, living or igging on the rigorous. Look at this. Will somebody look at this? I'll be killing it. And you can just see how well it's just optimized to go fast and just rip the speed up down to the breathing points down to the everything. And it's actually kind of hype, you know, like he's actually – not just saying a bunch of vapid shit it's like yo we are coming into this industry we are about to come and take over um put up shut up get up be cut up it's animosity foot up in your gut up bullet for colors i'm an atrocity wicked i wretch around and wrench it up uh, off and rip it i'd rather be red and ready than re- with running with rigids than running with rigids i don't know you get the sense that the realness of what he brings to the table and the authenticity is more important than say the wicked crap that other people do for the sake of it and he fights against that don't be stupid if you got a minute better run away you better jump or slump in mucus never gonna put the gun away you better pack up off me or get it admit it i'm killing off everybody then it's acquitted and we knocking and he never stopping never can be the cleverness she jocking me cocking coming to get the head of the chula so he's going to come in, kill off all the competition, pretty much slay it. And as far as the independent circuitry goes, Tech 9 dominated and owns it. So he kind of did do that. And uh, we knock in, he never st- People can't beat his cleverness. Fair enough. Girls do want to fuck him. Fair enough. And then you get it, come in to get the head in the, of the chula. So get the head of the, because you mm-hmm, get it, the mm-hmm, blowjob, mm-hmm. but it's also like the king guy of the top of the organization. Okay. Uh, anyway so it's fine it's really enjoyable the rest of the verse is fine i i really really do like it i give this track a 4.5 on 5 i will never really think twista sounds as good next to those two i think seven is actually the fucking star um i heard the beat and i realized it was seven and then i went and checked and realized he was doing all sorts of production on this project but as much as i think chris calico is dope and he is and tech nine is dope here like i'm floored with the yeah because you know what it is about tech here it's the crazy like he changes the rhythm up so frequently in this verse where even if what he's saying sometimes is kind of silly just to make it work at least what he's doing it like it'll take you hours sometimes just to to nail it not as good as him yeah well i mean he's that's why he's great and that to me is really cool whereas some of the newer stuff just doesn't have that freshness to it in in my humble little opinion which somebody today told me has been completely annulled and i've lost all cool points on the internet (laughs) that's fine dish it's fire 4.5 from my valueless opinion all right well mayday mayday this channel is going down
Well, now you've been introduced to Ritz, who is another fine member of the Strange Music. Honestly, I don't think Ritz fans like me on this channel. Every time he comes up, I bring up cocaine and strippers because in every song that he ends up coming up on or every album, it just so happens that cocaine and or strippers get mentioned. So his well, fans don't like me very much, but... Because you keep pointing it out? Yeah, I can't help it. Um, <laughs> and then Chameleonaire, who... Can we just stop and just talk about how every time I hear this guy rap, he's fire? He's so fucking talented. He's so good. Rapping Dirty is such a classically fucking amazing track. When, when you listen to it, you're like, wow, that's like an anti-police anthem. Like, it's really intelligent and shit. Plus, he's a quick spitter. Plus, he invested in technology and is an owner that's cool. in Makeway Studios who produces okay. a whole bunch of fucking YouTube content that I regularly consume, like rap critic and Todd in the shadows and shit mm. at some point so Todd's like doing a video on him he's like oh I guess in a sense he's my boss so Chameleonaire is quite the cha-ching millionaire get it yeah I got it all right baby how do you feel about this song well this is basically uh his like distress call he's calling out he's going down um and this one again has like a super nice beat and some super um like sick rhymes again so i like it i'll give um a few of them here um chris the bee's knees love that um so i guess the i guess the best in me it gets deeper than your depth perception mcs believe in me so there's no and there's no question this is my sos to you and also f you to you F you too, and I won't step to you again. So I definitely love the bee's knees thing. I think that's super cute when you throw in like something like a grandma would say. Um, and I think it's interesting, like just like the play on words and like his flow. Like you can just like even just me reading it at point blank. Um, it's like you can get a sense of like the flow and like the rhymes and like rhyme schemes. And I think it's really cool. Um, and he continues on, and I'm a hold my breath for you to stop these checks coming to to these train wrecks of my men to sit, uh, try to save it to stay uh, connected, resurrected. So again, just like more, like I can't even get like the rhymes out. Um, <laughs> and um, so like even just like reading it, it's like really cool. It's fast. Um, I think it's like interesting the way that he's kind of like flowing through it. Um, and I really like how like the music gets like trippy like the message is not like going through like there's like kind of like that's like staggered like you know when you're like trying to like speak and like you're not really sure like if the other person like understood what you said on like the walkie-talkie or whatever um so i think that that's kind of cool um and this is basically about them killing it in the music business and how they're making money and how they can afford these fancy things now and it's just like another like sick song that's like super fun and has like a hype beat so um, I, I gave this a 4.8 on 5. I thought it was um, cool. I thought it was, again, super unique. Um, but again, I haven't ever listened to any of this stuff before, so maybe it sounds like all the other stuff. But for me, it's a good first experience. So this might be the part where some people call me a hater or whatever, but if there was <laughs> ever going to be the indie rapper checklist, like, you know, like those hipster memes where how to be a hipster, or right. how to be a basic white girl, yeah. or how to be... Get like a fedora, to, blah, 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 all those things or whatever. So if you want to be an indie rapper, 
of a lyrical capacity, especially on the trickster side of things. Okay. And it's always the trickster side of things because I don't know if I would go ahead and call this lyrical music because we've covered what I would call now lyrical, where it's just puns for days and it's triple entendres or stories. I'd call this the flow version of what most people mean with lyrical this shit from a flow perspective the way they deliver it is just like ridiculous but i mean this music thing here is in a state of emergency all about currency whackness reoccurring with urgency can't take it no more uh maybe i'm getting too old mouthpiece just too cold like that's not the craziest lyrics but the delivery is crazy yeah the message Music is kind of fucked up in pop land. All about currency. Whackness reoccurring with urgency. So I suppose what has happened to me is I studied music history and realized pop music was just always that. And I guess in the last decade, and it really was starting to happen, I'd say late to the mid, the, the 2000s decade, the middle to end of that, it really started to happen. So by 2012, hip hop is pop music. And it is. And now people admit that hip-hop is pop music, so all that's changed. So he's kind of right. But the problem that I have with a lot of these indie guys is, like, there was just always a bunch of other underground shit that was actually dope, that was getting no love or shine or shit. And people who make songs like this kind of act like the music industry is fucked for reasons that are somehow new or different. Like... Jay-Z wasn't rapping about getting rich in 96. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm a little confused. The entire golden era is guys rapping about getting rich. <laughs> like, what? I mean, yes, there's some conscious and political stuff, but yeah. the idea, not all of them, but quite a lot of them are doing that. So I don't understand the criticism because it's not really a new th it's not like all of a sudden there's this state of emergence and this is a general grievance i have with a lot of little indie not little indie rappers but with indie rappers who just take shots at the mainstream in a, in a boring way and i feel like strange music is a huge part of why this is such a widespread practice but like for real you come across any little end indie rapper that raps super quick that does the trickety trick stuff considered to be this kind of thing and they're going to have a song like this. Absolutely. Yeah. I need to occupy hip-hop like it's my concubine, but I'm a person, so that mean I got to be a bigger one. Tell uh, Ritz to pull the trigger, all them people's done. If I miss, then all the hits you can name under the sun. It's a trick how they do it this music is done. Tell man, don't mic me up. Tell the weed people, light me up. Your CD don't hype me up. YouTube fans, like me up. Like, I get the point of this. It's basically implying that in spite of the lack of mainstream success and attention, my music of higher substances of quality has attracted a legitimate core fan base. It's literally the behind that suit strategy of what we're trying to do here. So I can highly empathize with what they're trying to do, create a raw and authentic product, put it out there and rely on the fact that you're not doing something mainstream and hopefully mm -hmm. the fans and shit are going to support what you do. It's just... When you get to stuff like MCs believe in me and there's no question, this is my SOS to you and also F you too and I won't step to you again and I'm going to hold my breath for you to stop these checks coming to these... And I'm like, 
why do they always got to be mad at, like, other people for making money? <laughs> That's the part that, like, always drove me nuts with this shit. And when I was younger, I was super into it, and I was super inflammatory, and it made me a real fucking hater to a lot of mainstream artists that when we've come and looked at their music objectively, I'm sitting here going, oh, I was such a hater. Why? Because a bunch of these songs told me to fucking hate mainstream music for no good fucking reason. Like, here's the thing. Say what you want about this. I can put this on and then go put on Kanye West right after and have equal enjoyment from both of them for different reasons, for different vibes and shit. And you know what? Is one better than the other? Totally up for conversation per se. But I can tell you that Kanye West on the Jesus album has a much better attitude than Chris Calico on the fuck you mainstream pay me attitude. Because what's the difference? Like, really, these are just guys trying to make the same fucking money they're mad other people are making. Mm. Now, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this issue many album reviews discussing this topic and maybe it's not fair to put this on chris calico here in 2012 but rhyme sayers and a bunch of other legit shit was out there and they're not big upping them they're not saying check out these other dope guys all of the rapper songs like this and i mean like all of them are i'm better than the mainstream <laughs> My, yeah so ritz in my opinion, has taken it some of the hardest across the time that I've given these lectures. And it's because he talks about cocaine a lot. And a lot, not maybe not on this song. I don't even remember if he mentions it on this song. And I'm like, how you judge the motherfuckers for sipping lean and then going on about doing blow? Mother... Anyway. Yeah. It just, it's just a whack thing to me when I would judge both equally. Anyway. Rich's verse is hype, though. Because don't get me wrong. These guys have hype fucking flows. But, like, I guess when I hear this kind of contact, and I understand it. Like, the mainstream doesn't want them. Like, that's just kind of the reality of authenticity. And I understand the frustration of it. And people probably wrote a bunch of blogs and shit making fun of them and crap. That's cool. But it's really funny that they're like, they love me on the internet, but they don't want to see me on a magazine cover. Well, here's the thing, Ritz. The internet's popping today. You have a crazy fan base that really made fun of me on the internet. And respect to Ritz's fan base. That's some loyal shit. Um, but, like, who, who cares if you're not on a magazine cover? I guess it's the transitionary of times, and I'm saying this with 2019 hindsight, but, like... Mm. Ritznet didn't make magazine music to me. He made under he made music that and I'm not gonna lie, my white rapper turned uh turned down like hey, turn up, bitch, turn down. I don't know, I fucking love it. Like he has some crazy flows and some good gems that like I would have as a younger cat totally handed my money over far faster than the mainstream. So now I finally made it. Everybody want to see him stuck up. Me suck up to the industry suckers. Please fuck him. I can barely afford to eat supper. Now you're telling me the work that I put in and all the years that we hustled making music. Now somebody want to eat a piece of it. Fuck you and your snapback and your whack rap. You suck. You suck. He sucks too. They rap. He's whack. She raps. Freeze. I'm like, whoa. The flow of it all is really awesome. The petulant jealousy they sound like haters okay yeah i have been true. accused multiple times of being a hater but to me a hater is someone jealous of somebody else's success so they make fun of them like these aren't intelligent criticisms these aren't like really good rhymes it's just this emotional you suck you suck he sucks he's whack he's rap you're an mc what's new they shoot me you should go to college you i don't know i'm gonna get made fun of here comes a dislike <laughs> all that bullshit but like 
You could be anything that you want want to be, but not a rap artist. Your lyrics ain't cutting it. You suck as a performer. Sorry to inform you. I'm like Ritz, dog. Like, I'm not saying that Ritz isn't an extremely talented MC, that he's not an extremely talented performer and shit. But like, you sound like a fucking dick. And it doesn't sound cool to me. Every time I log on to Worldstar, I see a bunch of shit. No, it's fucking Worldstar. <laughs> like, come it's on. It's what you get. Come on. Like, the world is full of trolls. And honestly, if you were a good businessman, you'd be happy with this kind of hate. Because it's what made Tech 9 Forbes famous. That's all I'm saying. Anyway. True. Then Chamillionaire kills it. His verse is just fucking stellar. I have zero complaints. Chamillionaire is fucking fire. And, like, he puts himself out like a fucking boss. That's all I'm trying to say. You know? Because he doesn't whine. You know, here we go now. Horror flick, you should start the sequel, people. What I saw to deceive you. I'm a doctor that walks in and greets you. I didn't serve you with a smile like I'm offered to people. Meanwhile, I'm the wrong one to speak to. That's just interesting. It's like you can approach me and I'll act like I'm the whatever, but I'm kind of here just deceiving you off the jump. That's just such a more interesting tone to take on a subject than anything of the whiny variety. To hell with a bark on my dogs will delete you. The bars are illegal and honest is lethal. Oof, he just murked me. He just proved he's <laughs> fucking better than the mainstream with dopeness. He's not complaining. Um, batter flow that'll mess up your... I let it rewind. Batter flow that'll mess... And keep in mind, it's going way fast and tricky. They got a calico, got a tech and a nine. I'm like, ah, I get it. Because he's bringing up shit, making yep. bars. Oh, it's way better than you suck, you suck, you suck. Like, I'm sorry, guys. But like to me, from a bars perspective... What I've come to see is you've got to put some effort in. It's got to either be like really interesting use of compounding language, like you're using words that aren't common or interesting. If what you're writing is something that other people can easily write, it isn't actually that dope. And unfortunately, that's, I guess, the difference. And more weapons than everybody on this record combined. And that's hilarious because he's saying he's so like ridiculous that he's actually got all these guns and shit. Unlike, you know, whatever. So I just think it's great. And that's strange. And that's fucking amazing because it's weird to him that it's that they don't have more guns. But just the way he did it and he dropped the strange thing. It, that, yep. was, it was, that was so well written. That is some of the finest bars on this track is what I'm trying to say. Um... And he goes, I know it's been a while since I sold a plot in two and a million and a million and a half of you. You tell me I'm a rapper you was rapping too. I have you looking like a mummy and they're rapping you. I guess the difference is Chamillionaire had a fucking hit and a half there, right? Like, he knocked it out the park and, like, has had a really prolific fucking underground rap career. <laughs> he really backs up the claims in a way where I do not believe Chris Calico or Ritz do. And that, I think, really matters. Like, who doesn't know Riding Dirty? I can't think of one Chris Calico song that has that kind of reach. And I definitely can't. That's fair. I can think of some writ songs that have that reach in certain circles. But, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe y'all can be like, fuck you, Holden, there's this Chris Calico song. But Riding Dirty was so big, my mom knows it, okay? <laughs> it was regular, regular ass mainstream radio. Weirdo Yankovic made a song called White Nerdy to it, okay? That's how you know <laughs> That's your how shit's you know you made it. Weird Al touched his shit. Chameleon is fire. I, I want to do a Chameleon album because I'm so impressed by how well he rhymes. You know, 
and then and they know they know look at my garage they tell me it's a zoo is that a jaguar that's so fucking clever because of all the animal car names uh, of course it is i purchased it because the corpse will fit <laughs> it makes it fucking hard again like yeah if i'm gonna murder somebody the yeah. jaguar is useful and this trunk is bigger than my porsche is and he says it correctly which i thought was cool they say it changed well i call it metamorphosis and i'm like did he just say metamorphosis up in this shit <laughs> fucking trillionaire you just proved you're better than the mainstream <laughs> you didn't complain about nothing you just flossed and killed it yep he's what anyway that was his verse was fire it was really dope i hope i didn't piss off too many of you at this i'm pretty self-aware of the reactions at this point 4.35 on 5 it's a really great song it's just i don't like it when underground rappers sound like fucking haters but don't sound dope like if you're gonna yeah. like you gotta sound you. dope if you're gonna come in and say you're better then like you better be fucking dope like isn't it like there's a lot of people like wu-tang dropping albums around that time that you're up against were they the dopest wu-tangs i don't know i haven't listened to them but there's a i literally was just looking at the list of albums that came up between 2010 and 2014 okay so i saw a lot of great artists dropping in that era of the underground so uh, the haters seems like instead like a smarter strategy the underground could employ is if you don't think i'm good enough check out this guy from that city and that guy from this city and look at all the great shit everywhere that the mainstream's ignoring not fuck everybody else listen to me i'm not gonna be able to get behind that messaging anymore that's fine um i think i talked a lot again yeah i okay. hope it's not dumb for you <laughs> if there was a name that I would say <laughs> is absolutely synonymous with the mainstream garbage <laughs> that diluted hip hop. What name would it be? One of them absolutely is T Pain. Mm -hmm. Who can we give all the credit for? He learned how to sing and he sounds like a fucking angel today. Okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he sounds amazing. Hmm. Such clean vocals. He said he felt bad for fake, and I'm not lying. He said he felt bad for faking and felt he should learn how to do it, and I'm so grateful for it. Can be done, folks. But Mr. Blame it on the alcohol, blame like him on the next song. Yep. It, it feels so right, though. It does, but a little bit of a hypocrite kind of moment. I'm just throwing mm -hmm. it out there. You don't. That's that's kind of been one of my problems with these you're guys. You're trying to be underground, but you're using mainstream no, no, no. people. You're hating on the underground. Mm -hmm. Sorry, you're hating from the underground on mainstream garbage. Where let's be real, T-Pain on a social political front has contributed much of the exact mainstream garbage, lack of substance lyrics that you fucking can't stand. Absolutely contributed with many anybody's that were in the rims you know like and then you pay him to be on your album for what to get single buzz to create an ironic version i'm confused how this actually makes sense it's like okay fine maybe i'm missing the greater point maybe y'all don't agree with me but around this time he's literally making an album with Lil wayne and shit like like t-pain is i'm not hating on t-pain i'm saying the feature of t-pain right after the yeah. fuck the mainstream to go with such a mainstream artist wow right yep anyway uh what do you think about this one um well it's obviously featuring t-pain which is great um <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I love the drumming at the beginning. I just like to wanted to mention that because it sounds kind of like um, like a Native American like drum circle something or another kind of beat. So I like that, and I think it's supposed to be like Native people also singing um, like the words "dumb for you" over and over, but like you can't quite get that like you would have to listen like hard to like kind of understand that that's what they're trying to say mm. um and i'm guessing like they're representing like where they're from so i think that that's kind of interesting like we you know the midwest maybe they were you know they were near like a reserve or something like that or, like you know where they grew up um so i thought that that was kind of interesting if it's you know if that's the facts um and I think, like, really, like, it's it's short. It's one of the shorter uh, songs on the album. It's 2 minutes, 31 seconds. Um, and it's sort of just, like, the way that it is created, it sort of is made to, like, kind of put you in, like, a trance. Because, like, it certainly did for me. It was working. Um, and just, like, that sort of, like, that you just kind of, like, get sucked into, like, the sound. So I think the production, I think Seven or whatever, is great on this one. Um, it's very cool. Again, um, I kind of liked, I appreciated hearing T-Pain. I thought that that was a little bit, uh, like, quirky uh, fun. And it worked well. I think he was fine. Uh, I gave this a 4.75. I like this song. <laughs> I, I just wanted to point out that I had no idea where T-Pain was from until just now when I Googled it because... He may always oh, be yeah. saying where he's from, but I didn't know because Florida is it Florida? It is. It Florida? Did you know, did, what <laughs> is that? Florida, Florida. Holy shit! I Holy never. Holy I never shit. made that connection. Really? Yeah. So T Pain is from Tallahassee. Okay. I didn't know that until just now. Maybe there was some like fl pro Florida song. Florida, Florida. Holy crap. <laughs> I didn't realize that until wow. this very second. You are behind on the times. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there you go. That's a moment for the internet. Um, but yeah, uh, Chris Calico sounds all right. Okay, did I do it? Did I put the key in the door and lock the thing down? Did I hit it? Yes, I did. Only problem is you got a boyfriend and he way too hot now. I'm like, okay. Fucking uh, a lady and then finding out he has a girlfriend. Uh, sorry, a significant other after the fact. That's a good twist. Um, she ain't said nothing about marriage, so don't get carried away and get buried. It can get real dumb and ignorant. Killer cities where I'm from, idiot. People might die over some infidelity shit. Fair enough. Actually, yeah, I'm surprised at the lack of rap songs about motherfuckers murdering each other because somebody fucked somebody's girl in a legitimate way. I hear you. That actually sounds more Romeo and Juliet-y and could, you know, like it has a well, vibe to it. I mean, it's kind of like what Eminem almost killed, almost I meant, shot like, someone for. A little bit less him, and just anyone else. Just, I'm just uh, mentioning it. See, here's the deal. She got a baby by some young punk runner run up on me. He's feeling too ill. Never checked the player, checked the game. He never came up home. I don't know why she did you like that. I borrowed your girl and gave her right back. And that's fair. He's like, uh, why are you mad at me? I don't know why she chose to cheat on you. It's not really my issue. But yeah, fucked her. I have a sidebar. She don't know how to act. You better get her. She got gold winner like it was born in her. I'm like, okay. The big old booty keep me warm in a cold winter. I'm like, that's not how big booties work. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I suppose. But anyway, it's fine. It's just kind of like, whatever, I fucked your girl, ruined your relationship. I'm sorry, but not really. I'm going to fuck her again. And then T-Pain comes in with that classic mainstream rap sound, <laughs> auto-tuned and everything. Oh yeah. And I'm about to cast you, but I'm always representing where I'm from, from, from. Wow. From, from. <laughs> I'm just like, 
oh boy and i had to stop and act. i'm like is that t-pain like t-pain t-pain and it really was um, and then Chris Calico has another verse. Mr. Goody Good could change it to make it hood. I love to keep the peace, but I wish a person would. That was really, cl- like, really clever, right? Because the peace in that case means both things, so he has to keep a gun on him. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, he likes to keep I the peace. I hear that. Anyway, I thought it was just <laughs> clever the way he did it. Let go. It would be different if she sell out. Do you know what you headed for? If I cock it, then let it go. She gonna see, see she lonely and chose me. You bored at home alone and trying to blame it on me. And it's like, fine. So turbulent relationship comes in. It's not really my fault. I am void of all this. At the end of the day, divorce her before it goes dumb. And I'm just like, Chris, you could also just not fuck her. That's an option. Mm-hmm. But that's saying. okay. That's okay. You could not. Another common mainstream. What's the fun in that? Right? See, there's a common ma- mainstream hip hop trope of fucking another man's girl and whatever, and how that makes you more of a man for doing so. Did I just go there and bring up? A- anyway, mm-hmm. I think y'all got my point on that. Be that as it may, I gave it a four point uh, three five because, as far as mainstream rap goes, it's pretty fun for a generic sounding song about fucking other people's girls. Yep. I'm sorry, the irony is just, it it drives me butt nuts a little bit. But like, I really did think it sounded really good. When I was hitting my elliptical and listening to T-Pain, I was like, yeah, this all makes sense. When I thought about it, I got kind of annoyed at that shit. But otherwise, totally fine. Um, I guess we could move on to the next one where I did give a higher grade and my feelings are way much better. And you know what? They said maybe we shouldn't dance to this or freak out too much, but instead we're going to spaz. Spaz. I like it when they do the dubstepy shit, okay? I just want to say that hearing this cool-ass dubstepy crazy fucking beat thing, it's awesome. And unless I'm mistaken, this is the video where Tech 9 wears goggles and they just jog. They go running and jogging. And I'm like, what a smart video because you look like you're being healthy and shit and it really is a smart and cheap video to make, all things considered. Like, it was not a high-budget video. (laughs) You do get to see a lot of them running and jogging and shit. So it's very unforgettable video and it served as to me it would be visuals that's a good word of visuals okay um it's just so upbeat and it's intense and like you know it has that ironic intro while listening to this song take it easy don't dance or make noise at all please don't mosh or scream or refrain from any erratic behavior never mind go crazy spaz and then you just picture the mosh pit as people start bouncing this is totally a song for the live show Mm -hmm. and then just the way it's like spawned off in the 70s 80s baby i'm a busted to death of me gone sanity left in me middle fingers up to haters who slept on me stop i like the flow i like the way this one comes in and just fucking hits you with that i mean i can't say it's like reinventing the wheel i'm saying it's doubling down on a tried and true fucking dopeness and killing it fresh in a way that i find super appealing and just the way he hits it overall yeah and it it's like i'm okay with middle fingers up to the haters who slept on him because when chris calico is in a sense complaining about how people think he's strange and different and not conforming so fuck them i'm all about that message it's when you turn your guns and fire at the mainstream out of haterness that i don't like it 
um so this one is awesome for what it is it just stands firm you know and i ain't aiming for the middle trying to eat and get the vittles i ain't talking about a little and i ain't ashamed to be mental giants protege that that that's that's uh tech nine the mental giant that means people get blown away nickname cali baby winning all my medals they're going crazy whatever then it just just feels proper second verse it has a similar kind of flow the beach just got that heavy bass it just sounds really fucking dope um i don't know if it's really saying anything super crazy it's just kind of it's proud of who they are they're just on the grind it's like a strange music like we're from the midwest we rap really good we're gonna kill it we're gonna take over it and that just to me sounds super fucking like anthemic it sounds like something to mosh to something to get behind mm-hmm. and then tech nine comes through and and really follows through and does his own version of it you know incredible to be back in medical procedures with calicos licenia damn because hard ass motherfucker remember when people used to say ham all the time dwam dwam is a tech nine song <laughs> And it's a really fucking great Tech Nine song. All right, I'll have to check it out. Uh, I don't, I don't remember any of the words to it, but I can hear it in my head playing. But, but just the murderers you hear in this jam. You'll never be one. I'll get it when I better win. I go sicko and crack it on top of the be bam. Because <laughs> of course you're gonna get tricky. I can be real honorary. My persona will be gotta be honor. Be, oh, I like it. It just, this feels like nostalgia in the best possible way for me. This is young 20s i'm fucking vibing out jumping around a room if i was in better shape because i didn't have good shape back then i was a round ass <laughs> motherfucker back then anyway sounds fire it's another 4.5 great vibe great beat totally dope awesome track yeah um i mean i don't have i'm like yeah i don't really have too too much to say about this one but it's definitely like a song that you can go crazy to it has like uh, a super hype beat and like hype energy so it's like super fun in like that sense um and we get more tech nine on this one so i like that um and this song reminded me like I, I mean i don't really watch a lot of them but it reminded me of something that i would hear in like a dark superhero movie or like something like that and, and it felt a little bit more like Marilyn Manson e like inspired like it kind of had like that darkness to it and like we are kind of coming up to like a, a heavier part in the album um, as well so I think that that's sort of like tying into like where we're at um, and so it's interesting it's not necessarily something that I would go to but I like how it uh, it, it kind of leaves me like feeling like this dark space around um, so I give this a four point three five on five all right uh the next track is called dixie cup all right um i forgot to bring this up but i feel like it's appropriate as a hip-hop reviewing channel that we should say to rest in peace the juice world thing and i probably should have started off the episode with that so for the people who got this far um today as in december 8th as we're recording this he died of a seizure in a hotel and i guess i got triggered at dixie cup because um he he like he was a consumer of certain products that may be seizure inducing and i don't want to make assumptions before there's news out and stuff but at, he just turned 21 on monday of like that just passed and i just thought it was super sad as we go into a song about getting fucked up yeah um but i think it's just worth remembering that when you write songs about being fucked up in general 
uh, he, he was very inspired by Future. And Future kind of tripped out when he realized that he got this young kid to start sipping lean. Because I don't think he really realized that creating his music and telling his story and stuff may have consequences. By the same virtue, hmm. I don't know if I would have popped Molly if Tech Nine and his boys were uh, so into it. Because it was around that era that I may have uh, sipped my first water bottle with a dissolved powder in it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just throwing it out there. That sometimes these songs, expressive as they may be, may have some consequences. And maybe we should all, as people with influences and platforms, just just consider that shit more. And I'm not saying people don't have the right to express whatever they want and to say whatever they want. Because I certainly will say whatever the fuck I, I choose. Like, I just told y'all I do dr- did drugs once upon a time, you know? Like, but, you know, like... I'm filling up my Dixie cup, throwing up, and I'm liquored up, stumbling, and I'm spilling stuff like, hell yeah. I mean, there is a glorification to alcoholism and other such things that as time goes on, I find it harder to to enjoy listening to because maybe I'm past that part of my life and I don't turn up like that no more. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm pretty much done with alcohol. I'm uh, I get Virgin Shirley Temples at events now, and I brag about how I have no alcohol in my cup. Mm-hmm. Am I sober? Well, I'm not saying that. Um, there's some legal products in Canada at this point, uh, but on the other hand, I don't like glorifying it. I don't think it's cool. Yeah. Personally. On the other hand, I fucking love this song. <laughs> like, I really fucking love this song. That's rare. And I feel like it's so sad that I started this with a Juice World thing and got into that moroseness because it has me looking away at the content, but this song features fucking Twisted and Big Scoop, but Twisted. I really like Twisted. I think that Mr. Monoxide and Jamie Mad- Madrox have some of the coolest voices and their adherence to new metal according across their catalog has been awesome and they do some great emotional rapping and i don't think bonnie's listened to twisted before so my Mm -hmm. question is what twisted album should we do fam let us know in the comments and we'll definitely do some twisted at some point um that was just something i wanted to know uh either way chris calico's verse is fine he's just partying he's fucked up you know put your cups up and i'm drinking trying to get fucked up they buying it for me i lucked up and looking for scoob to show in cleavage so free drinks they can get to receiving but i ain't buying because you ain't leaving with me what i'm gonna do and I think that's interesting because while, yes, it's all partying, he's also showing that it's a little twisted, right? He gets all fucked up. The girls are willing to get all naked for free shit, but then aren't necessarily going to fuck him. So he's not actually going to indulge in it. Mm. I'm off in the dark. Now I'm on the clear. I don't drink any beer. I try to cut him off, but to keep handing him here. And now I get too drunk to steer, get drunk like I'm, we're supposed to. And a lot of the language I think Chris Calico puts forward does kind of make it feel like this like getting trashed is just part of the job like it's his expectation like it's not even something he wants to be doing it's just he's got to be doing it because it's what happens but when i get closer she tells me she goes to shows and lift her clothes up salute drink till my face is black and blue tipping the waitress so she gonna keep on going by you i'm off that kct caribou uh caribou lou is a drink tech nine and a squad drink okay uh, i think it's 151 and pineapple rum and anyway it, it's the hook of this song <laughs> i'm trying to get drunk because skunk swinny liquor will do cali and i kind of at one point in my life would have thought it was like a dope ass idea but i get it if you 
look, however you want potty, if you can push it and be responsible and girls are getting naked for you, who am I to judge that? You know, it, uh, it's just Good for you, you know, it's just more, I suppose with the information of today, I look at it differently. Scoob's drunk as fuck. He's not lying. Been sipping all night. He's prime drunk and stupid, but to lose it. Did I say I'm stupid? Old job. It. I'm like, okay, so he's pretty much smashed. It's pretty good. It's pretty far. Monoxide comes in. And then I was like, is that, is that monoxide? Is that twisted? Cause you know what's, you know what's crazy about the Spotify version? There's only one feature on the album, according to Spotify. Oh yeah. So it's like a mystery. You're not you're not getting announcements <laughs> when you're just listening to the album. Guess what? It is. I guess tonight's the night that we blame it on the Dixie Cup. It's barely six o'clock and I'm already feeling super drunk and like my spirits, my shirt keeps lifting. I'm like, that's like three verses about the exact like they definitely stuck to the theme on this one. We get drunk, their clothes come off. I'm like. You got it. Okay. And then so. does, does Madrox do it? Yep. Pour me up. I do what I want with my Dixon Club. Keep it hunted poof till I'm drunk and stuff. Because I'm over at the bar trying to love a slut because I like to cut. And I put it in her butt till I bust a nut. That does sound like a really good time, though. It really does. It does sound fun. Um, yeah. They're getting drunk and fucking. Okay. Yep, so thematically, much. no. Doesn't. I don't know how to comment on it without sounding like a dick. But it's fucking fun. And if I were to go out and try to get laid tonight, this is the kind of song I'd want to hear. So 4.75. Cool. Um, I mean, I think that that's exactly like what this song is. It's for like somebody that likes this particular sound because this one definitely sounds more oh, new like... Oh, metal-y. Yeah. From it, like the sound of... It, I it sounds very that. like so... heavy metal-ish and like... Or new metal, whatever. I don't know what the difference so... between old and new metal is, but it sounds like metal. New metal is um, when it, like you take metal and you throw in some hip-hop and shit and you fuse it all up and it creates that okay. sound. Like Linkin Park could be new metal or anything that ends up having some rap on it and some kind of fusion-y sounds. Okay. Like Crazy Town's Butterfly would be, in my opinion, a new metal song. A really sh not great example of the genre. Corn would also be new metal. I mean, again, that doesn't really help me. But anyways, um, <laughs> it's like something like i don't know what to compare it to because i don't know that kind of music but it sounds like something that would be like that so that makes sense um and this is like you said it's just about like drinking a lot uh, sort of like a party sort of song um but not like a, a like a club song like maybe like something that you would listen to like you know in the car on the way to like the bar like something that's gonna like hype up all of you and your your tough guys um so this is much more of like a, a bro song like a guy song not a not a bro song because i think a bro is a little bit more like dancey so this is more like a i'm a man song um so this is <laughs> a man that likes to drink and party and have a good time and listen to heavy metal music um, and intercourse with anuses Sure, and all of that. So, I mean, if you're into this kind of sound, then you will probably like this. I really did. Um, it's not necessarily my sound, oh, sound but like I said, this is sort of like the, the heavier kind of part of the album. So good. Um, so I give us a 4.3 on 5. Man, it's just, I forgot how good the beat was until you brought that up. The beat <laughs> is so fire. It's well, such a great Well, I mean, I feel like track. that's like the pretty significant part of the song. But then it, the next track just jacks the vibe, flips it in a new mm -hmm. direction. Absolutely. Goes in a whole different way. A whole different place. Hey, one, six, boys. Uh, Abu maybe Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. 
while yes Abu Dhabi is really rich it is worth pointing out that part of it is slave labor when these rappers make these songs can we just point out Abu Dhabi's rich on slave laborers and stuff it's kind of scary and bad and we shouldn't talk about it maybe it's just it's just a weird reference like Buster Rhymes did Arab money and it was a bad song to me or P Diddy or whatever it was okay and like Arab money I was like whatever and then this is just like oh we're gonna take a middle easter sounding sample almost cliche like throw it on in and go look at me i'm on my abu dhabi abu dhabi i just think it's one of the worst fucking pun things people made like yes arab money is some serious money it really is yep one of the the Saudi Arabia companies decided to go public because they wanted to trade on the stock market and it's like worth more than like fucking everything in the states <laughs> but like that's the thing is these companies aren't tracked by us so we don't actually know how wealthy they are and shit so when you say Abu Dhabi money it's some serious shit and I'm not even trying to hate like that it's just I hate the idea of this Arab money crap like it was such a stupid fucking well, it's like oil money right so it's all like that's kind of what it is yeah they're all kings and but it's some crap that the mainstream did several years before this song and it was kind of boring then and hearing this track just felt like that Buster Rhymes Puff Daddy song whatever uh I don't remember the name I'm googling it right now but what did you think about this one um, well, I mean, exactly like you mentioned, it definitely has that sort of um, Middle Eastern sort of um, inspired beat to it or sample in it. Um, and like they're they're making money either in Abu Dhabi or they're rich like that city. Um, and I think that, you know, it could also just be both. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting because, I mean, it is like a new city and it's blowing up and like there's a lot of money there. Um, that, like, the Western world kind of, like, as you mentioned, doesn't really know about or, like, doesn't know, isn't involved with, I think, is more, I think Western people are more, like, "Mm, not so sure I want to work with them kind of situation. But anyways, um, I like some of the lines in this song. uh, Moving, like, excuse me, you must be from Ireland because every time I see you, my penis is Dublin. That was one of the most standout like, lines. Are in the you? Album. I was like, okay, okay. Uh, I thought that was like pretty clever, can, honestly. Can we point out that the funny. Irish accent might have that effect? Yes, but for girls. Oh, I'm saying Irish <laughs> lady. Hear a talk. It's like. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're, you're from Ireland, you have like a great advantage. Like you're just gonna get laid if you I go to any place that is in Ireland. The Scottish accent. Mm-hmm. When I throw it out same there. Same thing. Same thing, really. But the, if you have an accent that is, that but is the like, rest of the British accents not as good. Maybe the Welsh. I don't. Can't nobody really nobody the fuck Wales is. They're just. They're just. It's farmers. a real country. I know. I bet. <laughs> it's a real I, country. I, it's basically extended England. No, but it's, it's like, like here's I all the farmers over here. I didn't actually here. realize that Wales was a country until like 2000. 12 and i'm like wales is a country then a couple of years later i realized there's two ireland's i'm like that's (laughs) how bad i am at this global geography shit oh okay okay maybe maybe we should get you a globe but anyways um this is like basically a fun hype party kind of a song and it's kind of wild like it's a lot of fun um another line i liked was uh but don't be a bitch like the grinch who stole christmas thought that was nice i needed to mention that we were in the month of december um and also i feel like it kind of ties into 
like he's mentioning Christmas on like a song about Abu Dhabi and so like you wouldn't necessarily like they don't necessarily celebrate Christmas in Abu Dhabi so I think that that's kind of an interesting thing as well but it also probably just fits the rhymes and it's a unique line so I appreciate all of that so apparently the 816 boys aim to be a joke making fun of mainstream artists and shit so maybe there's a bit of satire to this song yeah because uh, yeah, Arab sure. Money did come out in 2009. Okay, that's cool. Um, anyways, and, and that's it. That's pretty much like all I have to say about this song. Um, there was sort of like a weird ending, but it works like on like the album because of like the way it flows kind of into like the next song. So it's sort of like it, it doesn't really fit this song, but it's like, you know, instead of just putting, you know, a 10 second... Uh, like whatever skit song they just kind of like tack it onto the end so i always appreciate that even though it does kind of feel a little bit weird but it works with the whole album so this one is fun and catchy and it has like kind of like something that will just get stuck in your head a little bit so i give this a 4.4 on 5. i mean overall like it's just kind of airy and now that i guess it can kind of takes like a satirical tape take on pop music i guess because it just sounds like Hear me out. You know those songs that put hip hop into a state of mayday where they were all about trying to make money mm-hmm. and stuff? Yep. They sounded a lot like this one. Now, yeah. I don't, again, I don't know if it's meant to be satire, but it's not obvious satire to me. Unless that person on Genius had written that comment and annotation on Chris Calico's lyric, I wouldn't have realized that that was the point of an 816 voice. Like, it was just lost on me. Okay. You could say, you should have Googled that. And I'd go, why would I Google that? Why would I Google is 816 voice satire? That's a thing you wouldn't think to Google. That's fair. Um, anyway. So pull up in a 96 whoop de whammy. It went six boys got that Grammy. That's a response apparently to the joke song Areolas and all that other shit. Like, whoop, Areolas. Yeah, that's right. Tech Nine <laughs> and his people taught okay. me what an Areola was because I did not realize it. And then I started paying attention to the various size differences of Areolas that exist out there. Mm-hmm. Great. Anyway. My baby mama's told me that she can't stab me rolling up in hella boom, screaming like a banshee. Get that Arab money to Abu Dhabi. Keep a hand on me in case they try to rob me. Lyrically, it's fine. There's not. It's it's fine. It's just flossy. The video's all right. It's fine. The beat's kind of whatever. The chorus is whatever. Like I feel like this song is more like one where if I was real drunk right now and I had just filled up my Dixie cup and gone through the last experience of the last song. I would be in a very different place with this, but like not drunk me doesn't feel the same way. Um, then Cut Calhoun does the next verse, and he does the awesome penises from Dublin line, which I really liked. I felt like he was he he brought a little bit more fun with the lyrics there. Uh, MVP check person two years in a row check that was uh, because he was voted MVP at Strange two years in a row, I guess, uh, and that was what the genius told me. A Wayne verse check well. Tech got it because Tech Nine got it. Wayne Verse and is on Tech Nine is on the Carter Four. So yeah, hates the mainstream, right? Yep. Abu Dhabi, I'm good. All I need is a check. Money, family, royalty, most of all is respect. And I like that because it shows some dope ass old school principles. And there's Max Zilla. He's alright. Um he says that Christmas line. Overall, uh, he says, wishing the Abu Dhabi is like wishing a person would. I can't be Abu Dhabi means I can't be touched. If you got me Abu Dhabi, you got me fucked up. And I'm like, I think you're taking this 
meaning of what Abu Dhabi is and really running with it to places where I no longer agree with you. Abu Dhabi is not a lot of the things he said it was to me. And then he does something I thought was amazing. Woot, 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 woot for the family. I got the Fago over there. <laughs> I keep the Fago over there. You know what it is. Woop, woop, indeed. Uh, shake, shake, shake your ass, hottie. I can support that message. Want to see a hands up in the party while you're shaking your ass. Very lovely visual. Then Tech 9 does like the fucking worst flow. On the one hand, I like it because like it's extremely different and showcases a level of versatility for what Tech Mind can do. But Abu Dhabi, or whatever the crew he pays, nah, he die, whatever. Yehu, cause we was happy. Hum da la la la, love my squirrel la 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 la, some la la. Yes, and I'm like, what are you doing, Tech? This is a really <laughs> weird flow. I don't think I gave it any kind of justice because I can't remember it that well except thinking this is some fucking weird shape that stands out. And I feel like Tech 9 is the least impressive on this track, all things considered. Um, I get it at 4.35. Like, it's a fun jam. And if I was a little smashed right now, I'd probably be, like, telling Bonnie to shake it over that Abu Dhabi stuff. Mm -hmm. But then she'd hit me because <laughs> that's not the world I live in. So 4.35 on 5. All right. And we're about halfway through now because the first one was a skit and there were eight, uh, 17 tracks. So that leaves eight and eight. So we're going to we're gonna get ready for part two. We'll get that to y'all as soon as we can. Mm -hmm. So thank you all for being here with us. We totally appreciate you watching. Feel free to leave comments. Do try, it. Try not to be too mean to me. Don't do it. I mean, you can be, but I might answer at six in the morning or I'm a little snarky. Um, <laughs> subscribe to the channel for more reviews. Uh, like the video if you did and we look forward to hearing from you. Special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane, Linda Williams, Coney Sparks, and Scribble, the new guy. So they probably do help us get a new camera, help us get on Spotify, and they're going to help us do a bunch of other cool shit in the mm -hmm. near future because they're awesome like that. So um, if you want to support us and you want to be like Ismail Gadamsey and tell us to review albums like he did right here and now, and they all are telling us. So we got some stuff coming up. And what's cool about it is you kind of get a blend for each other personalities the more albums they request yeah so we look forward to cool. hearing all of that and you know what seeing what your albums you force us to review will be wink wink um i also make music myself you can check that out on this channel i also put on an album out on everything so holden stefan roy the alternative grind let me know what you think i look forward to hearing from you thank y'all for watching and under real the classic outro moment live long and prosper everyone <laughs> bye guys <laughs>